Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of side quest studios. This is the Simpsons Index, episode 222. Hello out there. Yeah, that's a fun number, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is The Simpsons Index, a podcast that reviews Simpsons episodes from all across the eras. Mm. And joining me today is here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. Ahoy. Hoy. And returning champion, Diana Green. It's me again. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we're once again just doing a single episode review today. And, yeah, I'm very excited to review this one because this is Rush's favourite episode. This is season 21, episode 12. Boy meets curl. First, I was wondering ref- where you were going to bring up twenty one twelve as soon mm. as fucking as soon possible. as humanly possible. <laughs> Freaking nerd. When I mentioned the episode to Diana, this is yeah. the conversation went there immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, we all know what you're doing. I have a forty minute tangent at the end of this about why Presto is actually the best Rush album. I'll save <laughs> that for later. <laughs> wow, if, if that is about the average length of a Rush song. Um, <laughs> Uh, first released in February of 2010, it was directed by Chuck Sheets. He certainly does. And written by Rob Lezebnik. He the... certainly does. <laughs> yeah, he really robs that Lezebnik. Yep. Uh, in this episode, Homer and Marge get into curling and Lisa gets addicted to Olympic pin collecting. Hey, mm. what do we think? It's okay. It started stronger than it ended. It kind of lost focus at a certain point. It had moments. <laughs> There was more I liked than I disliked. Mm. All right. What, uh, what do you think, Elliot? Yeah. Honest opinions, you know. I kind of love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's, wow. That's All okay. Right. Division among the ranks today. If yeah. it helps, I watched this with my partner and I was hearing good things because it was nice to see an episode where Marge was actually happy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It could have been worse. I'm used to a lot worse during the 20s. This was before Homer became, you know tolerable again <laughs> well yeah, yeah. True. Uh, we've certainly in your many appearances on the index diana we have uh, <laughs> l- thrown a lot of shit your way so i appreciate it <laughs> well i thought it'd be good to um yeah show one of the highlights from the hd era for me personally anyway because like in the beginning of the podcast like i felt like i kind of burnt through too many of the better hd episodes too early mm. before mm-hmm. we had like a proper gauge for it so this one is just always been sitting there just like is it the time is it the time and you know what yeah you've earned it you've deserved it you know and if it was at least more good than bad for you then that's way better than so many hd era episodes i wasn't Mm. miserable i i (laughs) liked it you know i don't love it but for season 21 standards this is this could be worse i don't want to spoil the ranking because i haven't decided yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I remember, you know, watching it once before back in the day and like season 21, yeah, is a particularly bleak season and just having this one just be, oh, this was kind of pleasant and Homer and Marge have like a nice story here and this, yeah, and, and Bart helps his sister. This is just all lovely and nice. Hmm. But uh, yeah, BT, for better or worse, yes. what's a moment from Boy Meets Call that stands out to you? Well, my real example of my kind of issue with a lot of this and a lot of this era of Simpsons can really be explained by the releasing of beavers. So they're doing the, you know, Winter Olympics opening ceremony and they're like, and now we release the Canadian dove, the beaver. And that was funny because they just like hawk a bunch of beavers as though they're going to, you know, fly away. But they don't. They land on the ground and beaver about. 
like that was funny. I was already laughing at that. I didn't then like the extra bite where the beavers then start gnawing at the bandstand and the Olympic flame and it all falls down. I was like, oh damn you beaver. No, it's like it was funny enough just to release beavers as your thing and have them just beave. Uh, <laughs> so there's my example. Stop taking bites of a joke that already worked. Bites, beavers, I get it. Um, oh, I, yes, I was totally <laughs> intentional. Uh, I liked this. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, you've I been fair. Well, you would! <laughs> I'm the nice judge. And you liked it too, Diana. Yeah, no, I, I did. This is not an extra beat for me, but I, All right. I can see how it would be. But I that was, was just enjoying my feeling myself. I just enjoyed the singularity of release the beavers. See, I didn't think it got funny until they started hurting people. Maybe that says more about me, but, you know. Uh, you must be a fan of that uh, Dude Where's My Ranch episode where... Oh, yeah, no, that's my favourite. Um, <laughs> and angry beavers just all together. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, yeah, to me, the button of this joke was great because, yeah, you had the, like, Canadian tree guy and lighting the flame and he was still up there with his belt and falling down from the beavers. This could have been preventable. I liked that. <laughs> It is a good thing to yell. I mean, hubris would be a better thing to yell, but that's me personally. That's a BT registered trademark, Yeah, that, though. Is, that is my known last words. Hubris! <laughs> uh, Diana, what stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I'll say worse, because this is something that did not occur to me until a few seconds after the fact. Mm-hmm. There's a point where Lisa is only wearing pins, mm-hmm. which in of itself does imply she's not wearing anything else, which is already a bad thought. But those pins would hurt like hell if you have those stuck into your skin. Yeah, no wonder she's kind of losing it a bit. (laughs) If you had them linked together, pinned onto themselves in a sort of chainmail arrangement, you could avoid direct skin pinching. Hmm. Difficult, but not I still don't like the implication of a naked Lisa. (laughs) You know, it was less bad than the Simpsons movie's famous scene. So, you know, of the naked naked Simpsons kids, this is not the worst. (laughs) But I don't think that's a high bar. Um, But, you know, I thought Lisa's story here was just a cute little aside. Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. The material wasn't particularly, like, gut-bustingly hilarious. But, you know, like I said, it's just sort of nice to see that Bart was coming through for her and, Mm. you know, not administering tough love. It's more like soft hate. Like, I like all that. Mm -hmm. And just his approach to treating her addiction, like, it's, it's very caring and it's nice. And, yeah, as someone who has... A giant shelf full of amiibos. I, I get the <laughs> impulse to uh, collect bullshit. And you, you sold have not your had pearls to sell your clothes. For it, <laughs> There's no if shirt. You, it's all yeah. amiibo. If you were walking around with just a bunch of Mario stuck to you, I'd be very concerned. <laughs> yeah, let's it go. Mostly just impressed. That would be difficult. <laughs> it would hurt like hell. Um, mm. Yeah, but at least it wouldn't be as cold. Like, because these are like metal pins, right? And in yeah, Vancouver, Canada. yeah, in Jesus. Canada, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. This is a Simpsons go-to episode as well. This is <sighs> like between them, like the third or fourth time they've visited. Yeah. Well, it's right there. Yeah, because I know they went, uh, Bart went at least in the Bart wants what it wants when it goes mm-hmm. with Rainier Wolfcastle's daughter. And also when Homer and Grandpa are like mm-hmm. smuggling drugs across the border. Yeah. Those are the only two I could remember. I was hoping you'd remember like a third one. Yeah, um, normally I would have done stronger research, but I didn't. I just sort of made a note of it in the episodes. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Logically, they, go to they would have gone through it in the Simpsons movie, but we never see it. Oh, true, kind of true. Skip cause... straight from, you know implied the real states to alaska don't know um, why they just don't give it back to canada just let's lessen complicate the maps you have it 
Doesn't it have golden oil in it? It's probably why America has it said mine. Well, you know, I also bought it from the Russians to avoid, you know, during Cold War. Oh, is that yeah, right? I'm pretty sure. That's why it's called the Cold War. It was in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what stands out to me for better or worse? Look, I think this is a beautiful idea for Homer and Marge. Like, yeah. they laid it out simply. It's bowling for him and sweeping for her. She's been training without even knowing it for years. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's very skilled at it. I think, yeah, just conceptually, this is a perfect story for them. Mm. In the beginning. I wouldn't say perfect. And then they can't decide what the complication It's a satisfactory story. Yeah, kind of my issue is they don't... Like, the complication at first is, okay, Homer's actually kind of bad at this. It's like, well, when did that ever happen? He, they were doing really well. And then Marge sticks with him anyway, but then she hurts herself, but then it doesn't matter. She can just use her other arm. And it's like, so what is the conflict we're going to be following here? Mm-hmm. Pick one, basically. You know, if Homer had actually been dragging them down, but Marge didn't want to cut him from the team because this is something they started together... That would be nice, and if he then, you know, pretended to get lost or too drunk to be able to play so she they could go on without them and she could win without him, but then she could be, oh, homie, I don't need a gold, I just need you, something like that. Wow, that getting into what fun. would we change already? <laughs> Look, I just have ideas. What am I supposed to do? Well, that's the thing. I think it's a perfect premise. I don't think it's a perfect execution. Mm, no, I'm, I'm clearly on board with that. I think the idea is, like you said, very cute, and I like that it brings them together, and it does it very efficiently as well. Like, curling comes in, and the starting credits are still rolling. It's very quick to the point. Yeah, and I think it, yeah, it is a great premise to set them up on this journey, which I think, again, if I'm going to critique the execution of it, Agnes and Skinner's involvement was sort of mixed yeah. at best for me. What yeah, I did think? not need... That extended flashback sequence of Agnes pole vaulting and yeah. Yeah. Especially because for some reason the fetus inside it did not look like Armin Tanzarian at all. <laughs> exactly. Like, and sorry, it looked like Armin Tanzarian. It didn't look like the actual Seymour Skinner. And just, yeah. Yeah. That alone makes this episode a failure, but we'll see if we can get up from there. Yeah. Well, in defense of it, in terms of continuity, I imagine the story was with the real Seymour Skinner and she's just retconning his face into her womb. There's a hell of a sentence I never thought I'd Unless say. Unless <laughs> messing up on the pole is actually mm. like that. A metaphor? That that deformed the face, and that's why he looks different as an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Mm. Uh, wackiness. How was the wackiness in this episode? There's a bit where Marge is bouncing what I'm assuming is the curl, the stone thingy on like the broom. It's like, but I'm pretty sure those are much heavier than that. That's how strong she is. Yeah. Oh, even that even then the broom is that strong? That's oof. Yeah, oh that's just her skills that she's been training for all these years. And I gotta say there were I feel like a few of these like animation gags that yeah, showed restraint, didn't pull focus like it. Yeah. Well, to counterbalance that, what about the one that showed no restraint and made no sense when Homer meets with his old therapist? Yeah. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> I have in my notes, oh no, racism. So <laughs> Yeah, it was a pointless gag, like, so pointless, and just, yeah. pay your bill, sorry I can't hear you, boo. And just, we spend so long on it, the entire, like, hallucination background, and it's like, whose perspective are we seeing this from at the moment? Is it meant to be the lady that's on the side of the road, who's apparently Homer's therapist, but is also meant to be kind of crazy, because that's why the background is crazy, and it's... It's just so many things that I don't understand what they're going, what's going oh, on, or what they're even going for. You don't remember this from the Simpsons movie? No, no one remembers the Simpsons movie except ah. for Bart's Wang. 
Actually, I hate to say anything positive about that movie, but uh, <laughs> it was its 15th anniversary like a week or two ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And We're very fast getting to the point where the Simpsons movie is the midpoint of the Simpsons run. Yeah, no, but I was seeing on social media and stuff so many people talking about how this is like one of the best episodes of the simpsons is the movie Mm. and they're so nostalgic for it and if you were like six when the movie came out it would probably hold a special place in your heart Mm. it's just weird to think that the people that watch that as kids can vote and drive and will be elected officials (laughs) but yeah so I don't know if you remember, Beach, from uh, when no, Homer and Marge sort of break up and he goes wandering in a cave. I don't remember and... Marge and Homer breaking up. That was like the, the one good bit of a movie. <laughs> Again, there is no, like, there is like three scenes in my brain and that's one, none of, one of them. one of the cops making out? No. Yeah, that's one of the scenes stuck in my head. Otto the with a bong, poster. the kid writing down the music on the bubble for Lisa to read on the other side and Bart's wang. Alan Green Day, four scenes. That's it. That's all this movie is in my head. And Bart wearing a bra on his head and going, nope. I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. What did I just say? Four. Um, in fact, I watched it. Like, I re-watched it like a year or two ago, and it's better than an episode of the time, mm. but still mm-hmm. not great. You know, it's like a 90 minutes long, and there's probably mm-hmm. a good 15 minutes of material spread across the entire thing. And if you chopped it all up, it would be nonsensical, but there'd be a couple good moments. Yeah. Yeah, we should get around to reviewing that someday. Yeah, it seems, I you think know, Pods in the Key of Springfield have done it enough. Like a <laughs> they did it for us. We can just get their episode and slap yeah. it an index Our label Our episode will be their episode, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, this uh, lady is from that scene where Homer, yeah, has a, a trip hallucination thing to realise that Marge is important to him, blah, 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 blah. And while an orchestral version of the Spider Pig song... Uh, plays which mm-hmm. if you look at the credits it's got like fucking 15 of the simpsons writers listed as credits it's <laughs> so weird anyway this isn't the simpsons movie index nope. <laughs> what were some other wacky moments from this that stood out to y'all we already said the beavers um yeah uh I, I don't know where i land on the um ivan reitman introduction of the country's joke i think it goes too long it yeah, does it's it was fine, good for but... like three seconds i'm kind of realizing in this chat there are a couple of moments where they're kind of padding out the episode a bit i am so glad Mm. we're ruining this episode for you (laughs) (laughs) no it's still fucking uh, cubic zirconia definitely but i know this is the best episode of the simpsons you can only watch one episode yeah it's um it's gonna be this one boy meets curl which is an episode title reference that would make no sense to the people still watching the simpsons season 20 (laughs) i'm just realizing as well yeah of course it's the best episode of the simpsons and it's Russia's mm. favourite episode and they mm. go to Canada as well as it being a twenty-one twelve. Uh, oh my god the fucking signs are all there people at home you can't see but I'm currently entangled in red string yeah yeah and and Elliot ranks this episode a 21 out of 12 it's that good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep we're throwing out the six point scale we we rank in rush now makes sense, makes sense. Uh, an actual wacky thing sorry is yeah, Marge melts some of the ice to get the stone in mm-hmm. the target which I don't think you could actually do that. No, I don't think you could lead the stone around the concession stand as well, but no, that's fucking fine. That's, that's how they do good. that all the time. <laughs> it's trick shot, yeah. yeah. Trick curling shots. 
but yeah, I think it's those moments are still fun, and you know, yeah, I, I'd still have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, it would be more boring if it was just regular curling with <laughs> nothing exciting happening. Well, that's kind of what I like about them exploring this premise because curling is one of those things where I feel like it had that moment where it's like people being like have you heard of this thing? This looks weird, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, they're sort of finding out it's pretty fun and it's like lawn balls on ice. It's actually, yeah, a bit of fun to do. And like playing with an obscure sport for them, like it just works yeah. so well. Wait until next time when they do the Olympic walking episode. Yeah. That'll be exciting. <laughs> That's the other thing. They now have Olympic medals. So yeah. add that with Bart's Oscar. Demonstration medals. A medal is a medal, Elliot. Don't try to rob them of it. But yeah, they wrote this into the story because at the time there was no mixed curling, but mm-hmm. they found out, yeah, you can have demonstration sports, which aren't technical medals, but yeah, they're still medals. So I'm, no. I'm glad you were on the Simpsons wiki as well before this recording. <laughs> uh, I'll cross off that note. <laughs> uh, do my research. <laughs> as far as a wiki, I mean, I'm not going to the mm-hmm. library to no, research these episodes. Too many bats in the library. Not enough to know every episode where they go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but how was the heart in this episode? Did we feel the bumps? Uh, in the beginning, yeah, really sweet. I like the whole montage when they first start playing curling and like Homer slides in holding a rose and they get on the Zamboni with the still married on the back. That's it's very cute. Yeah, very cute stuff. Like, yeah, they're not gut busting last week. You go, oh, exactly yeah, what and I did. <laughs> I liked at the beginning of the episode how sad Homer and Marge seem to be because they missed date night. Yeah. And for once it wasn't, you know, Homer's fault. So Yeah. No, that uh, Mr. Burns had to court the Princess of Prussia and find out where the Kaiser hid his gold. Mm. I liked this. <laughs> um, I can tell. <laughs> no, but I mean, Homer and Marge trying to do date night as well felt extremely relatable as well. Because I like movies, but I don't really love going to the theatre. Like, mm. I get very easily annoyed by anyone who's doing the least bit of inconsiderate, you know, the unwritten rules of the cinema. Oh, yeah. And some of the written rules of the cinema were being broken. Don't talk. Don't fucking use your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Beach, remember that time we went and saw Mortal Kombat and there was a dude who was listening to hard EDM, like, oh, yeah, and, and you could that? hear it bleeding out of his headphones in quieter moments? Yeah. Or the time we went to um, us and I yelled at people. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, why I don't go out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, yeah, any like mild chat. I'm just like, why are you here? This isn't mm-hmm. cheap. Like, yeah. And it's part of the social contract. There's a certain a lo- volume of discussion that's allowed, but not too long and not too loud. There are rules, like you said. Yeah. Uh, but how about the heart with Bart and Lisa? You know, that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, something about Lisa's madness was a bit too much when she's, you know, busking on the street corner and shouting, I don't know. Didn't hit right for me. You've clearly never been ad- addicted to collecting stupid little knickknacks. That's where you're wrong, Elliot. Do you know how many dice I have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think these clothes are made of clothes? No. <laughs> it's all dice. How about mm-hmm. you, Diana? What's your um, what are you collecting? I have way too many video games. Uh, old, like I've been collecting a bunch of Game Boy, Game Boy Advance lately. Oh yeah, disgusting amount of them. Um, <laughs> in fact, today I actually just finished off the collection of all the Game and Watch galleries for the Game Boy. Oh nice. wow! So there are five technically, and I bought the fifth one today. Yeah, I got too many of those. Um, yeah, my game shelf is disgusting, but I have way too much stuff, including like 10 N-Gage games. 
Oh, the whole collection. Like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and I've got like 90 PSP games, 90 Vita games, over 100 <laughs> Switch games. I don't know, it's probably like 20 Game Boy Advance games and then like another 20 Game Boy games. And my DS collection's a bit too big. <laughs> But yeah. I have Crazy Frog Racing, which is Ooh. the peak. It is right next to Chrono Trigger on my list of DS games, alphabetically, <laughs> which is bad. I need mm-hmm. I need to put some filler between the two. Yep. <laughs> touch. My Game Boy Advance collection has great classics like Finding Nemo, the SpongeBob movie game, you know, mm. things like that. The, the all-time classics that go for the most amount of money. And <laughs> they are filler. I, um, I pad out my game shelf even more than the writers padded this episode. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of heart going through this episode, but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this a show we know and love? Yeah, sure. Uh, my, 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 my main problems are with, you know, the details, not the overall arcs of things, which are quite good. So, yeah, I would say this feels like The Simpsons. Yeah, it feels like maybe not season 21 Simpsons. I'd be as nice to say it. Maybe it feels like season 17 simpsons that's that's how classic this felt this was <laughs> getting there now this is good ish uh the characters were themselves mostly mm-hmm. there was heart where there had to be heart there was filler where there had to be filler it was very <laughs> much a product of its time but yep. there was nothing bad in fact i have a, a question that i don't think anyone's ever asked we see the guy selling the olympic pins mm-hmm. he has a presumably a young girl helping him and then we find out it's an older man mm-hmm. is that the same estonian impersonated lisa guy from i was kind yeah. of hoping they'd tie that in but also maybe i'm glad they didn't but it sucks that his name is monsieur wee oui, wee oui. like yeah, i um, missed that part yeah. I, yeah i forgot that yeah that was if you bad. did not say that this episode will be ranked higher <laughs> oops but yeah I, I appreciated the little hustle i got yeah surprise oh, yeah. fun turn of that and then I also like how Bart totally swindled him as well. I don't like that he had a fantasy about Yeah, that. I could have done with, uh, what was the mascot's name? Fatov. Which is just Homer's lips upside down. It's like, I did not need him having a fantasy about that to uh, have him sold on it as a concept. How else would you pad the episode? I mean... I thought it was really cute. And then I even liked the extra button of Homer dancing with it at the end. Like, oh, I hated that, that... um. I don't know. I thought these were like really cool animated moments and Fatov is such a weird looking fucking thing. It's like almost in the graggle school of Simpsons design. (laughs) I think because it's episode 2112, you're way more forgiving. Mm. (laughs) That's my question. Have you tried playing this episode while listening to Rush's 2112 and see if they sync up? Ooh, actually, that had... That song's about 20 minutes, yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, that'd have a similar runtime. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it, yeah, lines up in any significant way. Watch this space. Yeah, maybe start playing it after the credit sequence, Mm. and uh, they might line up, like, almost exactly. And also, it was a short opening sequence, which is weird for Mm. an episode with so much filler. They could have easily done chalkboard. And, yeah, I I didn't like the couch gag for this one as well, because, first of all, it wasn't a couch gag. It was a tarot Mm. um, shop gag. Yeah. And they've even said in the episode that's Lisa's wedding, you know, death card doesn't represent death, it represents change. This is a yeah. different continuity. It's the couch gag universe, which <laughs> isn't the same. <laughs> it's true. It, it's Simpsons true. Universe 2112, where the continuity Ooh. where Armin Tanzarian didn't exist, Skinner is Agnes's son, and Homer and oh, Marge God, are Don't open up multiverses to this. Good <laughs> lord. Everything's a multiverse now. Yes. Yeah, I know. 
2022, baby, the year of the multiverse. And this is Ep 222. Two's everywhere. Oh, my God. <gasps> Conspiracy. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, sure. I'm kind of curious to give it another turn tomorrow just to see if I like it as much as you do. With the 2112 song playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that we're going to have to find out for science. Yeah, I'd watch it again if someone put it on or told me to watch it again. Yeah. I don't think I'd be like, oh, I've got every episode of The Simpsons at my disposal. I know which one I'm picking. <laughs> well, I'm telling you to watch it again and uh, watch it again in a playlist. What are some Simpsons episodes, episodes, what, uh, that would pair nicely with this one? Sports, 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 sports. Totally. Home and Marge relationship stuff. Yeah. Definitely um, Lisa on Ice. Throw that in there. Come on. Yeah, definitely. We could have the tennis one where similarly uh, Homer's really bad at it, but that's actually part of the plot instead of just a thing that happens briefly. Oh, yeah. 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 Sports and go-to episodes and cold winter days. Yeah. Canada. Canada players. Great White North trilogy. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, this episode is perfect, but, you know, it isn't perfect. BT, what would you like to change about it? Just pick a conflict and stick with that conflict is my main real thing. Um, Because, you know, at first it's like, and if Homer's meant to be bad at this, show him, you know, maybe not taking it seriously or goofing off. Again, that's just the tennis episode. Yeah, that'd be the tennis one. They had to do something different. Yeah. So then don't make it about that. Maybe he's fine at it but Marge is like super competitive because this is something she's really good at and is actually taking you know a long way uh, and that's how then she breaks her arm and can't compete anymore and he's like I, I don't know something else it is Just- weird the breaking an arm thing was only an issue for like 30 seconds yeah like that, or it's yeah like- and even I, then, I thought she, that would be the, the actual plot of the yeah, episode. But she's also not the only sweeper on the team, so surely they could keep playing anyway. Like, oh, Agnes Skinner, Skinner broke his. Just- yeah, but not, not until the final. Like, it wasn't broken by the time Marge's arm hurt. And oh, then if you break a broom, just get another fucking broom. I'm sure Canada has more than one. There's a broom so, shortage going on, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, just figure it out, guys. Um, We're in a broom deficit. Yeah, that's my main thing. Uh, Diana, what would you like to change? I'd give it more of a plot, um, but other than that, I am not as big a fan of the B-plot as you are, so I would actually want them to flesh that out more, maybe. Yeah. I didn't think buying the pins was a great B-plot. There wasn't much of that I really liked, and I apparently am alone on not liking the um, fat of, but um, I'd just say maybe show more of Lisa's kind of like the negative side of getting rid of her pearls and maybe play with that more and not just have her, you know, busking with her saxophone, mm. you know? And you're definitely not alone in not liking Fatov. Don't worry about that. Yeah, there's <laughs> two of us um, in the world <laughs> that don't like Fatov. Fine. It will, it'll just be me and Fatov on a sled uh, right. skiing through the <laughs> we'll, Vancouver. We'll get you a nice Fatov pin. <laughs> right. Maybe even something like she has to give up her saxophone for the pin. Mm. Something more substantial, you know? Yeah, it's a tricky thing, that one, as well, because it almost feels like Marge should be involved as well and, like, notice that her daughter gave away those special pearls. Which She's were- competing yeah. in the Olympics. Like, Lisa never seemed to want to do it. She kind of begrudgingly gave away her pearls, and then we never see her regretting that. It's just immediate madness. We kind of need something in between. Have you never bought something and regretted it as soon as you did? <laughs> I mean, sure, but I've also <laughs> then never ended up on the side of a Vancouver street walk yelling at strangers. Okay, but you're... You're not everyone. There's plenty of people with that exact story. I've been, I've been told that many times. Uh, this is probably a very relatable story to people. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, like, what would I like to change? Look, I agree that home, uh, the conflict isn't super strong and it would have been a simple fix as in just mentioning Homer sort of overcorrects or undercorrects. He's like, mm. he swings too wildly in his in his thing. And Agnes is a good character to be the coach in that instance, mm. but the whole tension with Skinner as well kind of throws off the balance or th- screws with the focus of this episode a bit. Like, I'm curious to know what other characters could possibly fit into that role. I, and I also agree that, yeah, while the Bart and Lisa story was sweet, it didn't have a lot of big memorable moments as well. And they were, it was obvious filler story, but I think it landed regardless. Look, you mm-hmm. know, we often go, this was clearly a first draft script. No, I think this is 10th draft or something, but you know what? The 11th. No, it's it, it's second draft, but, you know, if you put 2 and 11 together, we're almost at 2112. So. <laughs> More twos. Yeah. The shoe fits. You were saying who else could be in that role, and around the early 20s, they did a lot of Lovejoy episodes, so I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. we didn't have yeah. two Lovejoys doing this. Yeah, sure. And maybe, yeah, it could have been a thing where there are a few more characters, like, trying to make the team, and and Agnes is having to choose between people, and, like, yeah, and she gets Marge on the team, even though Homer's, like, weighing them down or something, because Marge is, mm-hmm. yeah, the best sweeper and can restart a stone and fucking make it move around the concession stand. She can stand. melt ice, damn it. Yeah, she can. Mm-hmm. Um, that was gross of me. Anyway. Uh, you went there anyway, so may as well buy a t-shirt. Sorry, no one, no one listens to the deleted scenes. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> for the bonus scenes. All right. Uh, it's time for final note time. Now it's time and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Diana, what's your final notes? This apparently hating Ben Affleck has always been a thing and will <laughs> always be a thing for the rest of time. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. that's still topical. If this episode came out a week ago, it would still be the same thing. Uh, definitely. Uh, and I liked the movie title, Love Formulaically. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I do like the scene where Agnes is basically saying to Marge, we need to talk about Homer. And Marge just says, that's my favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would say the best thing about this episode is Marge in general. This has a lot of really nice mm. kind of Marge-isms. Mm. Oh, yeah, and when she goes, isn't he cute? And she's just like, yeah, sort of. <laughs> I also like the bit where when Lisa gives up her pearls, she basically says, without those pearls, she's just a big Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was that was probably the best joke in the episode, honestly. One of the highlights. Um the opposite of a highlight is Mill Hoose and the extra beat with the Nelson version. <laughs> I can see how much you seem to love Mill Hoose. <laughs> <laughs> I am really biting my tongue right now. I fucking I, loved I, this bit. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> I, okay, I didn't mind it at first. It was just that uh, it went on too long with Nelson. Oh, it's great. Like he it. wants to ask a route and then Nelson goes, hoo-hoo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like the hoo-hoo, but I did like... If that didn't exist, I'd probably like Milhouse. It kind of reminds me of the the other Milhouse at yeah. Is it Cypress Creek? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been looking for someone to boss me around. Yeah. That's right. For some reason, I always get Cypress Creek and Cypress Hill mixed up. That's <laughs> two very enough. different things. <laughs> but both been in Simpsons. Um, yeah. I do like his line as well. You're as loony as a one dollar coin. Mm-hmm. For anyone that doesn't know, Canadians are so charming. They call their one dollar coin a loony, and they call their two dollar coin a toony. Yeah, Looney is just what we call our Prime Minister. Hey, <laughs> easy now. 
I keep forgetting we have one. This one's really not saying or doing much. Yeah, in fact, some yeah. of this is less bad than I'm used to <laughs> in this country. It's mm. just we're basically afforded a moment to breathe, like which is nice. The yeah. last one was um, not Trump or Boris bad, but still pretty psychotic. Just he was just a fuckwit. He stimulated That's... Hawaii's economy. You know? <laughs> yeah. He bought a ukulele and then showed everybody. I love ukulele. That's one of my favorite collectathons of the last few years. Let me explain why it's good to Elliot, um, who will disagree with me. Just the first one. Impossible Lair is a fucking top tier game. Impossible Lair is great. Um, Top tier game. Impossible Lair is easily better than Tropical Freeze or Returns, I would say. Ooh. Yeah, probably. Any other notes? Oh, okay. There were two other good jokes. There's like, it cuts to like... um, multiple people watching the curling from their mm. TVs. Mm. And at most, people are saying, look at that broom work, and it just cuts to a Harry Potter Quidditch thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny. You know, we can argue Unexpected, about... Unexpected, yeah. Yeah, we could argue about its relevancy nowadays, but that was still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my feeling there was, yeah, it's a bummer that it's a bummer to talk about Harry Potter now, but I thought that was a genuinely good joke. I like him Mo just really fucking invested in it. How can they be doing this while four out of the seven hor- Horcruxes are still unfound? Like, yeah, I, th- I found this good. <laughs> yep. Also, a joke that I am undecided if I like it or hate it is at the very end, some French-speaking person says, Sacre bleu, and then... The English-speaking person says "sacred blue." <laughs> it's so good. Right after, and yeah. yeah, of course, Canada being bilingual French English. Yeah, great mm. joke there. And because yeah, I've I've often thought about that. Yeah, just yelling out "sacred blue." <laughs> ah, so good. You can tell that lives rent-free in your head. It fucking does. Like, and so does Fatoff. He's dancing around with me right there. <laughs> this is um outside of Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. This is probably <laughs> the peak of curling in pop culture society. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those terrible games introduced people to curling. No, definitely. Oh, man, I wish the Winter Olympic ones were uh, so much better than... The Wii one was okay, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah, well, because I had fun with the Beijing Games one, the first one that they did. And then every subsequent one were just kind of confusing and overloaded and like... The thing is, I know people that actually care about the series and they all talk about how Beijing's the worst one. Oh, right. But I'm not invested enough in the Mario and Sonic (laughs) at the Olympic Games franchise. That being said, the handheld versions feature complete story modes. Oh. So you get to see Mario and Sonic and you know, Eggman and everything. In fact, I'm pretty sure the Vancouver Olympics game has Eggman and Bowser trying to destroy Vancouver, which is, that's <laughs> wow. an exciting plot, you know? It's not that hard. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need Bowser In fact, that's, an, that's a complaint about it. this episode. We should have had Eggman <laughs> trying to destroy <laughs> Vancouver in the background. Yes. <laughs> Actually, funny coincidence, uh, after the Winter Olympics happened, um, I was in Vancouver and uh, Whistler, which is a nearby uh, skiing mountain, and yeah, all the Olympic stuff that they still had up, and um, the ice rink arena as well, like, it was, yeah, really cool seeing a city after that, like, I know there's a lot of criticism about the Olympics just essentially mm. destroying every town that they go to, but yeah, the winter like ones are nice. like how you live in Sydney and you're like, oh yeah, I was at a place that had the Olympics yeah. once. You know what, we got, honestly, compared to a lot of countries, we got off so light and it probably helped us. 
Like, because yeah, no. yeah, Sydney Olympic Park is great. Like, you know, the arenas there are some of the best venues for concerts and There's stuff. No Mario or Sonic there, though. <laughs> Not yet. You're one of the last Olympic they, games. They were still fighting then. Like, Sonic yeah, was the on Dreamcast. His, yeah. The Dreamcast was still technically alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sonic was, uh, yeah, on the ropes, but still going. My God. Yeah. Uh, BT, what are your final notes? I kind of like the parallel between, you know, uh, Lisa, you need to spritz me, Bart, tell me I don't look fat, and then switch to Homer, who's having Lenny and Carl do the same. I, the initial joke I didn't like, but the, the parallel with Homer I did, especially Lenny just spritzing him. Yep. Oh, Carl, you uh, like, yeah, loved it. It's like, oh, ice skating, the one sport that requires hand-holding. Shall we do use mittens or go commando? <laughs> that got me. Oh, yeah, the fact that once they get into curling, this is a straight six-month skip really caught me by surprise. I thought we were going to get, like, a montage or, like, we would grow with them. But no, we just kind of jumped straight ahead. I'm like, okay, we're moving along at a quick clip here. I like that. Well, it was six weeks, but, yeah, just to show the passage of time. And like, then... I saw the number six. The rest was <laughs> it was It was six hours later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, I do love that bit as well as how, like nonsense people who are talking about a thing that you're not into yeah. sound like yeah i like mm. that bit that's me yep. every time i talk to anyone <laughs> and check out diana's youtube channel where <laughs> yeah oh trust me i'm check out my twitter page right now for until i finish digimon survive and you'll be as confused as everyone in that that scene yep <laughs> like does not equal i understand <laughs> yeah no that's okay I, I i don't think anyone likes what i have to say any other time i just appreciate attention <laughs> don't we all yeah there's a bit that i quite liked where skinner shows up and bart's like oh you can't be here on school business as well as you can tell from my cargo pants i'm here on cool business and that cargo pants just make me think of elliot yeah so you know <laughs> that's my and mode cool yep. business makes me think of bt you know <laughs> why my my um, um but yeah then like homer marge and skinner being absolute dorks together hey glad you slid into our house oh my god we got curling lingo down mm-hmm uh, however, the whole bit with Homer hiding behind the bobsled that then goes on a fantastic journey that's pointless, I could have done without. This might that have been a to reference to the fact that the story was originally about Homer competing in bobsledding. I don't care. It can be a reference all it likes. It's still not good. Oh, I don't um, know. There was something okay about him just wondering, holding his chin, and then just... No, you're you're alone in this, Elliot, and I just need you to accept it. <laughs> oh, you didn't like this either? No, I didn't. But, oh. um, <laughs> yeah, didn't need the there's... button with Maggie getting out at the end. Oh, yeah, if Marge getting mad kind of didn't become anything, because that's right when they discover she can do things just fine with the left hand. She had that no right it. to be mad, really. Like, she I went mean... out of her way to... Yeah, doing that. that was kind of part of my problem of, you know, pick a lane, like, because I mean, okay, it's going to be out, she's mad at Homer, but he didn't actually do anything and she was meant to be backing him up. So surely she's mad at the situation, but then it just kind of ended and that wasn't the point anymore. So I know, it just existed. Yeah, when I was saying before, yeah, what I'd change and, you know, Marge having to stick up for Homer to keep him on the team, even though she's clearly the one who's the better curler or whatever. Like, yeah, that could have come in an interesting way where she could just be frustrated and constantly helping him and, like, yeah, he stuffed up. Or something. I don't know. In fact, they could have maybe done something where Marge has to, like, coach Homer on sweeping as, like, a plot point. So yeah. Maybe. I don't no, know. I can't do this. It's up to you to be the best sweeper. Yeah, I like that. Like... If they did more than two drafts, they could have had an actual plot going. <laughs> yeah, and he's bad at it because he's never had to clean before. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the episode writes itself. Just yeah, give us money. Of, of yeah, her, give us money. Come on. Of her, you know, coaching Homer. I like it. Mm. Yeah. 
the Housewives of Shelbyville joke, you definitely could have scrapped this. This is filler garbage. Yeah, but I don't remember that happening at all. So. Um, it's very much a product of its time. It very much is, yeah. I didn't mind Homer's line, this day just going to make a walk on the beach look like a punch in the face. Um, That's why I have punch in the face written in my notes. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so much of this is just trying to interpret. I don't fucking... know if you do it as well, but I don't pause when I write notes. So it is just a garbled mess of half sentences. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I get the key words, no filler words, and just ends up with stuff like bounce broom wiggum squeak. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what. Oh, wait, their suits were squeaking. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That well, makes sense. It's just. And they contributed nothing to the episode. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Homer's Winter Olympics fantasy with Santa on the dive board, but I, I li- did. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. It caught me off guard. But I really liked the follow-up where he goes into another fantasy and Marge goes, he'll be out for 30 seconds. Want some coffee? See, I didn't like that. Okay, I liked Homer's fantasy and then Marge saying, while you were imagining what the Winter Olympics was, this happened. I thought that whole bit was good. And then I think everything after that was an extra beat. Well, I want to know what you guys thought of this. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. The curling trials next to the building with the curly trials... It just went on far too much. Even if you thought it was funny, it clearly just becomes padding after a while. Maybe for the first five seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, like, because Mo has the same name as Mo, then he does Three Stooges stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's sort of clever, I guess, no? <laughs> it just went too long. Like, no matter which way you cut it, it's It made too me much. wish I was watching the Three Stooges <laughs> yeah, instead. I'd, yeah, guest star of this episode, Bob Costas. Yeah, he is just... That voice you imagine in a baseball game, you know, a guy has been, yeah, yeah, color commentating for years in baseball, basketball, golf, boxing, everything. Uh, One of the most prolific video game voice actors because of that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's on a lot of the MLB and uh, NBA games. Uh, Yeah, I I think he had a good line as well. That's right. We are vampires of human emotion. (laughs) That was a fine enough line. Yeah. It's not making into my top 10 Simpsons lines, but... (laughs) Well, the other line I loved was the Swedish team, one of them going, joy is but the shadow pain casts. And Shadow was um, at the Winter Olympics <laughs> doing curling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It all works out. Put down his gun for a few seconds and yeah, and picked up he a does, curling thingy. He does use a gun in the Summer Olympics for um, oh, the shooting, target sure. shooting. And in the Winter Olympics as well, you got ski and skeet, which oh, I, yeah. I thought was a 30 rock joke. That is a real sport. You didn't know that was... Oh, Sorry, I only remembered because... Um, in the Vancouver Olympics DS game, in its story mode, they ask for a gun. I'm very up on the Nintendo DS story mode lore of Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics Vancouver. Mm. Not any other game in the series, just that one. <laughs> you can't, wait. can't wait for your review on your YouTube channel. Oh, you know, um, sorry, that's like the last one I do before I retire. <laughs> I need to save the good stuff. <laughs> All right, it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just, meh, you give it a participant. But for the positive uh, rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes which the Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. Um, I'm stuck between rankings for once, so I'd like someone else to go first, BT. Yep, I'm going to give this a solid bronze. I enjoyed the first half more than the second half. I feel like it lost focus. But, you know, I had some fun with the jokes and uh, I just feel like it could use some tweaking and overall improvements. Diana? 
Yeah, um, I've been wanting to give this a bronze the whole time, but I am glad I was not the first one to say it, because I won't be invited back if I don't agree with Elliot. <laughs> That's only happened a couple of times. <laughs> um, this is a bronze, but, you know, it's good enough that it gets a medal, which is very relevant mm. to the Olympics, I guess. It's on that podium, yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. For a season 21 episode, that is a very high, a high ranking, <laughs> but this is... <laughs> not that great it's decent ideas sometimes with some decent jokes sometimes and then about 16 minutes of filler ah gold (laughs) yeah Yeah. who could have seen that coming i was stuck if i wanted to go silver but like silver just i am glad you were on that side of the split (laughs) <laughs> and not the gold cubic one <laughs> No, no, there's just too much no. wrong with it To even entertain that I thought, thought it'd be very funny if after all this you'd be like uh, You know, bronze Yeah um, <laughs> No, I- I'm charmed by this episode It is, Clearly. you know it's, it's, You like it's, this episode? Tell us <laughs> yeah, look, it's have a, a soft spot for Canada And Rush And Toos mm apparently toonies no look i mean i think this is like a gold by hd era standard for me mm. and in uh, comparing to the rest of the series look I, I i do think this is yeah quite a charming and lovely episode i don't feel like it's faults are too egregious like mm. there's certainly nothing re- like super offensive going on well i mean the therapist was yeah, a bit I'm bad a but no, I loved it. That was, yeah, good fun. And I don't know what that average is out in, so we won't Dull bother. silver. I'm sorry, bear yeah, with probably. me. I'm kind of curious which episodes you've ranked lower than this, Elliot, because I will get angry. Um, <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah, that we've <laughs> yeah. Like done over like 650 episodes. <laughs> Maybe you should rethink your thing. Call us at three in the morning yeah. with a correct opinion. <laughs> call Jordan. That's the important part. Even if he's not part of the episode, we call Jordan. Yep. <laughs> That's policy. And yeah, speaking of, yeah, Dusting off old segments? Is that reputation justified? Wow. <clears throat> is that reputation justified? Can you sing I've been that so long, in I've the got tune the words of 2112? <laughs> oh, the entire song, please. Um, <laughs> Woo, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> um, is that reputation justified? <laughs> Damn it, I'm out of words. Robert Canning of IGN. <laughs> Robert the Feather Touch Canning, my gosh. He gave this episode an 8.4 out of 10. He's mm. almost as much of a Feather Touch as you, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> almost, yeah, I would have gone the full nine. Uh, saying it was impressive and with or without the timeliness of the story and setting, Boy Meets Curl was a fast and funny episode certain to be a highlight of the season. Highlight of the season is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think... If it- we're judging it on a season standard, this could be mm. a cubic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> And Emily St. James of the AV Club. St. James, the re- the saint, patron saint of reviewing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, she changed her I don't name. Have a for this. <laughs> she changed her name recently. I think she was sick of uh, BT asking what is a Vanderwerf. <gasps> she gets like a Google notification every time you yeah. say it. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. What's uh, a saint worth? <laughs> yeah, just looking at the um, spreadsheet as well. Yeah, this will easily be the top episode of the season. Hey, no question. Didn't even yeah, look, not look that up. The only thing close is uh, Homer the Whopper at a shiny bronze. Uh, that's where Homer is. Eats a Whopper. It's a great yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 22 Comes all the way back to Australia, just have a Whopper. Uh, when he stars in that movie that comic book guy wrote and... Um, oh, he gets fit, right. then he gets fat. Yeah. Fit, fat Tony. Oh, hey, yeah. That's- <laughs> what did, uh... That is in that season as well. Uh, she gave this episode an A. 
And that is fucking generous for AV Club. There's only one rank mm. above that. And Oof. this was one of their best episodes in a long time. And it continues a season that's had some pretty good episodes overall. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't put this on the Simpsons top tier, but I think it's definitely on that next tier down. Episodes that maybe don't have the most original plots, but do have solid jokes throughout. Well, if you invited her on this podcast, mm-hmm. this would have a much higher ranking. <laughs> Unanimous cubic zirconia. No, not today. Yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. Diana, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm glad I can have something to do while recovering from COVID. Thank you. <laughs> glad we could provide. Well, yeah, and if uh, people out there want to find out what else you're doing, uh, what else are you doing? <laughs> I am putting my thousands of dollars of terrible video games to great use by mm. being the first person on YouTube to ever talk about video games. It's a really original <laughs> idea. But no, I pretty much only talk about portable games. Game Boy through Switch, mm. basically. And I've been working on just a bunch of really long games, which have been killing me inside. I am playing Golden Sun right now for Game Boy Advance. Or I would be playing it if I wasn't stuck playing the new Digimon game, <laughs> which I'm the only person in the world playing, apparently, because it released the same day as Xena played. All right. Yeah, see, Elliot being the biggest fan of Japanese role-playing games... <laughs> um, Everyone has been on their Switch playing Live Alive and then Xenoblade 3. Mm. And then there's just been me playing Digimon, whereas Elliot, he's been playing Xenoblade 3 so much, I'm sure. <laughs> God, what have I been playing at the moment? I've been playing fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey still. Like, God. Um, I'm actually covering the PSP Assassin's Creed game soon. Oh, no. Um, it's not good, but, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. And when I had full-on COVID... Kind of as a way to record footage of a quote-unquote real Assassin's Creed game, and also just to keep my brain alive. I actually played through some Assassin's Creed 3 for the first time, and Hmm. I don't hate it. Uh, Everyone else seems to. That was my first Assassin's Creed game, and I enjoyed it at the time. People hate it, because it does a lot of different things, and it's very unlike the first couple, but it was all actually well handled, so as Hmm. much as I hate Ubisoft... They did a good thing once. No, like, I don't like the story of the Assassin's Creed game that I'm playing right now, but the sheer amount of writing that has gone into it is insane. Because, you know, if you do everything, this is like an 80-hour game. And if you, like, watch all the cutscenes, this is a 140-hour game. Like, there is just an insane amount of performance in it. Like, All right, it's just... As someone that plays way too many JRPGs, I'm just thinking 80 hours, it's a nice short game. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Saturday. Anyway, yeah, go check out uh, Diana's YouTube channel. Uh, The channel is Freezer, um, like the appliance. (laughs) I'm sure Elliot will... I'm going to tell him to put it in the show notes, and he won't, (laughs) but... You can yell at him if he I always put it in. I always drop a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I also drop links to the things that we're up to. What are we up Segway. to, BT? Well, if you would like to hear more of us, you can listen to our other podcast, Thrones of Game, a Game of Thrones podcast that watches the entire series backwards. It's the most original thing we've ever done, and it's amazing. Uh, we also have our other other podcast, Pulp Fury Radio, where we tell uh, audio dramas in the style of classic pulp genres like fantasy and horror and noir. And if you want to check out everything we do in one convenient location, you can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. That's the blanket for everything that we do. You can maybe kick us a little bit of a donation and check out dozens of exclusive podcasts. So yeah, five bucks a month right now will unlock our back catalogue of almost 70 podcasts now. and 70 people. 
Yeah, we we make a new exclusive podcast there every week. Every uh, week, we have three shows in the work at the moment. One where three. we where we review the Simpsons DVD bonus features. One where we're catching up BT on the episodes of mm-hmm. the Simpsons that he missed, and also a new show that yeah, really excited and having a lot of fun doing, starring Springfield, yep. where we review the movies that star the Simpsons cast. So. Naturally, we started out with 98 Godzilla, but one of the Patreon mm-hmm. perks is uh, you get to pick uh, the, one of the movies we review. and You uh, get to do Someone's going to pick the Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> we got to figure out how we're doing that. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of fun we have mm-hmm. over there. Go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. But yeah, for now, that's been the Simpsons. Simpsons, Simpsons fucking yep. repeat. Yeah. I've only been reviewing this show for six years after watching it for fucking 30. Jesus. But anyway, thanks you for being with us and joining us. Uh, that's been Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. <laughs> and that's been BT Calloway. Ahoy, uh, hoy. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. On, on the rink. All the mustard on the rink. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Actually, did you all see the um, Futurama episode titles for the next season have apparently been leaked? Oh. No, I've had things to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't have things to do and I still didn't see it. What have we got? Uh, let me see if I can bring it up because the, there's some in here that are just like, uh-oh, I'm a little scared now. Um, Maybe this time it'll be the real last time the show comes back. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's sort of what I'm worried about. It. It's just, it's had three endings now and they were mm. all pretty satisfactory. Uh, yeah now we're doing it again yeah all right so some titles rage against the vaccine zap gets cancelled um children of a lesser bog i don't mind this one how the west was one zero one zero 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 one there's a good one in there yeah parasites regained that's another one that i'm worried about because I'm guessing that's a Parasites Lost uh, sequel, uh, the yeah, sandwich ones. Yeah, that's ones. exactly what that is, because that's what the um, sequel to Paradise Lost is, is Paradise Regained. Oh. So it's a direct the sequel quote. only upside is, with the last Futurama like, continuation, I would say the first few episodes were kind of a bit of a rocky start, and then it got good. So maybe this will be the same way, you know? I don't think anyone's yeah, ever saying my favorite episode is when, you know, Zap Brannigan and Leela are naked on that planet and it's like the Garden of Eden. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the-, the episode with the Susan Boyle and the iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. it got good after that, I, I promise. <laughs> but I think maybe they just need to do some, you know, five to ten bad episodes before they can get back on track. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the app episode with the Susan Boyle Boyle, like... If it just didn't have that Leela subplot, it'd be so close yeah. to being one of their best episodes. Yeah, because everything else is great. It's just a little too goofy to have a singing boil that's Susan Boyle. Waka waka. Yeah. That episode's aged wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of what I worry about them bringing Futurama back now and then having yeah. an episode titled Zap Got Cancelled because 
I mean, with Futurama, there's always the thing with it that it's, you know, a tale of the future, but it's always got fucking shit of the present in it. And, mm. like, when it started, it didn't predict that we'd have slim TVs, you know. They're still rocking yeah. CRTs. Or, or maybe they came back in the future. Who knows? Yeah, they had the rebuild society, so. Yeah, they did have to do that. Multiple times. Uh, anyway, this isn't the Futurama Index. Uh, this is uh, whatever this show is.